Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel through 25 seasons hey! 4,561 episodes I believe the Oprah Winfrey show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world I really never thought of it that way the aha moments the breakthroughs the connections the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly, I miss him every single minute. The LOLs, the moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know. Do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you are a child of an alcoholic, you stand a four times greater chance of becoming one yourself and passing it on to your children. It is a cycle of abuse that for some is impossible to break. Joni is the daughter of two alcoholic parents and who spent virtually all but the last seven and a half years of her life drunk. Her painful story continues with four of her six children who have also developed drinking problems. Joni's oldest daughter is punky, regarded as an alcoholic by her family members, and is uh, married to an alcoholic as well. Joni's other daughter, Lori Ann, drinks socially, but has escaped being an alcoholic for now, but like her sister, is married to one. Joni's youngest daughter is Vicky, who was once the most repulsed by her mother's drinking habits, but who eventually gave in and now not only drinks heavily, but also experiments with other addictive substances. Joni's son, Dayton, believes he would have been an alcoholic had he not gotten married when he was 16 years old. Dayton drinks socially, he says, but admits that he is confounded that he and his siblings dare raise a drink to their lips after the hell the family went through with their mother's drinking. We're glad to have this family join us as we discuss alcoholism. I want to read you a letter that Joni wrote to us. She said, because of alcohol, I was put in an insane ward and given electric shock treatment. Uh, my age was 14. I married at 15, had six children by the time I was 24, raised my six children, God forgive me, making everyday decisions while under the influence of alcohol. I've lived my entire life, with the exception of the last seven and a half years, drunk. I literally had no childhood. Nothing in my life was normal. So, you wrote that because? It's, it was my life, and it, if it has any worth, I, I want to know before I'm not here anymore. Mm -hmm. 
I want, I want it to be for a reason, Oprah. I, uh, I suffered drunk, and now I'm suffering sober because of what I've done to my children, Oprah. And uh, I want them to know, don't do to their children what I did to them, mm -hmm. please. I mean, what do you see that you've done to your children? What have I done to my children, mm -hmm. Oprah? I um, raised them with, with so much love inside of me that it was like there was no other world out there. It was like they're mine. I see now I, I didn't know how to give love. I know how I felt inside of me, but um, I was never shown any love. I, I d they have no coping mechanisms now. They don't know how to handle anything. Mm -hmm. Without um, turning to alcohol? With, without, be, I, I see them so into the alcohol now that I'm seeing myself and I know how they feel and I, I'm out of it and I want to tell them if you have a problem dealing with everyday life, which I know now that life is just, you know, obstacles and it's how you handle them that, that helps you get through them, but they're going to have everyday problems. They're going to have their children coming to them with, you know, mom, I need this at school or mom, can we go here? And you talk about it, and if the answer is no, it's no. If the answer is we'll see. But when my children come to me, Oprah, um, I wanted to be everything for them. I wanted to do everything, Oprah, and I didn't even know how. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to do anything. So you drank through raising your children. Any you drank problem. Mm -hmm. And because when, when I was growing up, I, I had so much freedom because... You know, I don't know. Well, sure, you know. I mean, I remember walking the streets. I remember... Uh, being in the woods, I remember always being alone. Walk I ran over by a car when I was four. I mean, mm -hmm. I was out in the street hit by a car. Mm -hmm. So when my children would come to me and say, Mom, I'm going to go here. Mom, I'm going to go there. Sure, yes. I mean, but common sense tells me I was the adult. And now common sense tells me I should have been the adult, but I didn't know how to be an adult. So you drank all the time? Yes. Mm -hmm. Every time there was a problem. I have six children. Can you imagine the problems? Mm -hmm. And every problem <laughs> was a reason to drink. I have a puppy, and it's about exhausted <laughs> me, so I, I understand, yes. Not making light of it, but yes, I can, I can I mean, imagine. And all of them are close together, and you were young. You were still a child yourself. A child with children. A I child had, with children. Yeah. You were a child with children. Punky at 15, Lori at 16. And, you know, and then on down. By the time I was 24, I had six, and I didn't know what to do with them but play. And, and How'd you take care of six children at that age? It was in the 50s, Oprah, mm -hmm. and um, I didn't work, naturally. Mm -hmm. um, women didn't work back then. Women were to take care of their children and love them, but I had no guidelines. Mm -hmm. there, was, there was nothing structured. What I, was your husband doing? Uh, <laughs> really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Does any woman know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> He, he worked, <laughs> he worked, and he made good money, mm -hmm. but I didn't know how to be a wife, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, was he drinking too? No. No? No. But he tolerated your drinking? Did he know you were drinking? Mm-hmm. Were you, did you, did you go out and drink, or were you a home drunk? I was both. Mm -hmm. I've been, I've been at everything, whatever you can say to me, I've been it, I've mm -hmm. done it. Mm -hmm. When the children were little, I, I look back now soberly, uh, and um, I wanted to always keep them with me. Mm -hmm. You know, they were mine. And I, but they didn't always stay babies. They grew, and mm -hmm. they, they wanted a life of their own, and I think that scared me, Oprah. Mm -hmm. What do you remember of your mother as an alcoholic punky? Did you know that she was drinking? 
not at an early age. Uh -huh. I mean, when I got older, yeah, uh -huh. I realized it. But see, it happened so often. It was like it was an, an everyday thing. I didn't know until I grew up and was around other people that uh, other parents didn't drink like my mom did. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't normal <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. type thing. And to me, at that time, it was normal until I did get older and tried to understand it. But I didn't, truthfully, when mom's talking, it wasn't until I think all of us girls got older and talked to mom as a woman to a woman instead of a mother to a daughter that we realized all the pain mom had gone through and we never knew it. Mm -hmm. she, well, I mean, she never expressed it to us or showed it or anything like that. We just, we didn't know all the stuff that, that we know now. She had expressed it, actually, through her daily living, through yeah. her sorrow, through her constant cries for help. But being children, I mean, we were, <clears throat> we were alienated from that to some degree through playing and somewhat. <clears throat> and I remember growing up thinking it was a weakness that my mother had. She mm -hmm. was a weak person. But I also remember <clears throat> you saying to me, Laurie, just a week ago on the phone that, that growing up you thought, okay, Mama had a baby at 15, so I guess I, that means I'm going to have a baby well, at she 15. She was my role model. She was um, She's the a, only. She, Lori has five children. The oldest is 17 years old. Mm. I, um, of course, I had some traumatic events from living with a woman that was an alcoholic, and I didn't have all my questions answered, or I didn't have the best guidance. What was your childhood like? Do you remember living with two alcoholic parents? Do I what do I remember? Mm -hmm. um, when I got the phone call from um, your show mm -hmm. on Sunday, I, I, <laughs> I live my. When I work and I'm in a controlled environment, I'm okay. But on my off days, I everything goes back to then. It's like it's like something saying to me, "Go back again, Joni, in your mind to your days of your youth," and somehow it'll all fit in. I remember as a child always being alone, and yet there I have there's a total of five of us children. I remember coming down the stairs, and I must have been very very young and trying to wake my mother to fix me something to eat and, you know, just knowing that it wasn't going to work and trying to fix hot cocoa. I must have been four or five. Uh, I can remember back uh, probably in the late 40s when when, ch when cars had like little armrests, you know, and I can remember being so little I'd sitting up on the armrest and I can remember this is what this, the little child in me saw, a fist and my mother's head's down the front of the seat and this is my father's fist doing this to mother. Your father I, shot your mother, did he not? My mother's, yeah. my mother's father committed suicide and shot his wife, my grandmother, but she survived. And my mother saw that at the age of 12. Uh -huh. I remember always running, help, help, my mother's being killed, help, help. My father's killing my mother. And I had an older brother that I realize now I'd give anything if he had taken on that role so I wouldn't always have to be the one running for help and knocking on neighbors' doors. And uh, I can remember one time in... Um, when Daddy had taken the family to Phoenix, and we lived in a trailer park, and and waking up on a a, a a little bed in a small little trailer, you know, and I I stood up in the middle of the bed, and I as I looked down into the patio that had been made into another room, I once again my mother on the floor, and my Daddy over her, and the fist, uh -huh. and the screaming, and the hollering, and, and and knowing knowing inside of me that I must get help for my mother, and and running, and I remember running to the trailer park. And the lights, I could see the shadow, and I saw myself running. And I, I guess my mother had curled my hair in rags or something. And, and I had so many feelings like, 
you know, I'm a little bit shy out here running. I was a little girl uh -huh. and beating on neighbors' doors and feeling embarrassed, but I knew I had to do it. Uh -huh. I knew I had to help my mom. My, my brother would never step in. I, it was always me. I had to do it. I asked my sister on the phone the other night who lives in Indiana, I said, what do you remember? And she says, I, I said, because then when my little sister was born, when it, I was so tired, I was probably 12 or 13, I was 11, I remember I was 11 when my baby sister was born. I didn't want her to see any of this, so when the fighting took place, I would take this little cute little baby girl and uh, tell her stories and distract her, and she'd keep trying to look in the room with the So you ended was. up growing up, don't mean to interrupt, but you ended up growing up being alcoholic yourself after seeing all of this as a result of alcoholism. The very thing I did not want to repeat, I yeah. repeated it. And, ha and do you see it being repeated in your children? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. And do I've you all myself. have drinking problems? I don't. You do Lori, not? Lori's not, doesn't even really drink. Doesn't really drink. Not no. at all. Vicki drinks. I didn't drink until I was 27 years old. Mm -hmm. Then you I, started drinking. It was three years ago. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like your mother said. She didn't want it. She ended up repeating the very thing that she didn't want to do. So I would think, and I guess everybody else who doesn't really understand this feels the same way, that if you grow up in an alcoholic home, the last thing you would do, Dayton, is, is drink. Well, yeah, that's, that's how I grew up as a child. Mm -hmm. I wanted to protect my children. I wanted to be there with them. Mm -hmm. and, and like and I said... And you was, Vicky, for well, seven years. Yeah. You, and you, you were my strength and my rock, and you were the whole rock of the family until after I got sober, and then you, you started being me. Mm -hmm. Is that what happened? So as long as she was she was weak and fought and, and drinking and had a problem, you felt you had to be She's strong. Really, you felt you had to be strong, and then when she got better, you got worse. Well, it, well, yeah, but I see. I lost. I had. I was married for ten years, mm -hmm. and I lost my husband three years ago, and you know that maybe had something to do with it lost as well. Him, in an automobile accident, okay. and um, you and turned now, to drinking. Well, yeah, I have a 13-year-old daughter that... You don't, you don't have to say it if you don't she want to say it. She is now you. And then she's she is, your yes. <laughs> so it's all, it's all the cycle it's, it's, of family it's, it's, cycles yeah. repeating itself. Right. So then your daughter is now the rock of the family, trying to be supportive to trying you to help her mom and trying to help you, doing the same thing that you did for your mom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't want to put my, my daughter through it. Mm -hmm. I took care of my three younger brothers. Mama was drinking, you know, and I feel like I raised my younger brothers, and I turned, I was very responsible. I, you know, got married and had my child at 17 and waited for eight years to have another one, and, um, yeah, I'm ashamed of the way things are turning out today for me. Do you need this, Vicki? But you can change it. You, yes. you mean, I mean, the fact that you're here talking about it and as a family you're coming to grips with it means that there's a, there's a lot more hope for this family than there are for a lot of people who can't even admit it. Yeah. You, you agree with that? Yes. This is the beginning of, of turning it all around, at least, I think. And so, when you see the cycle repeating itself, at least you're smart enough to at least see the cycle. A lot of people, it goes on and, and they don't they refuse to even see it. They don't even admit it. When did you realize that, that you, you were repeating the same cycle? <laughs> I never, I, I very rarely drank. My husband and I, you know, having a nice dinner, we'd have a drink, but I started going in bars. Mm -hmm. And um, that's something she she wouldn't allow us in her house if we had a beer in her hand. Really? Yeah. Years no, I, before I, that. I also I guess yeah. I'm allowed to say this. Yeah. I, I smoke marijuana, mm -hmm. 
which is well, I hope it'll last you. <laughs> you know, which is something I didn't do since I was just a teenager, and, and then you know recently I've picked that up. But that I mean that is as far as I go. I don't mess with anything else. But but um. But I always view that as a cop out. You know, really. What do you mean? Be because people people who start out drinking and then they go to marijuana and then they say, but that's all I do, and then they start cocaine. I'm not saying that you oh. would. No, that's been offered to me a million times. Okay. But I'm sure that there were times that marijuana was offered to you, too, and you turned it down. There were times drinking yeah. was offered to you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't want you to make light of it. Oh, but gee, it's only marijuana. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Well, no, I, I do draw the line there because being a widow and having my two children, uh, already what I'm doing, you know, my family has to step in once in a while and, and talk to me, and I'm afraid if it went as far. If I'm that weak to, to uh, drink and to smoke the marijuana, if I even tried cocaine, I'm afraid I would become addicted to it and my children would be taken away from me. So that scares me. Mm -hmm. So I do draw the line there and I'm not, I, I would like to go back to where, you know, when I didn't drink, when I did not smoke, smoke marijuana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would like to go back to that, yeah. Will you? I hope so. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff, like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. My next guest says that there is no mistaking that alcoholism is passed on from generation to generation. The first question she asks her patients she counsels is, so who else in your family is an alcoholic? Janet garringer wotitz began the movement for adult children of alcoholics, now six million strong, with her landmark book, Adult Children of Alcoholics. We're glad to have you here, Janet. Really. Thank you. There was an article in Newsweek, and they r referred to uh, your book, uh, Adult Children Alcoholics, and they listed some of the characteristics that are also, of course, in your book. Adult children of alcoholics, guess what normal behavior is. Have difficulty following a project from beginning to end. Lie when it would be just as easy to tell the truth. Judge themselves without mercy. Have difficulty having fun. Take themselves very seriously. Have difficulty with intimate relationships. Overreact to changes over which they have no control. Feel that they are different from other people. Constantly seek approval and affirmation. Are super responsible, are super irresponsible. Are extremely loyal, even in the face of evidence that the loyalty is undeserved to lock themselves into a, a course of action without giving consideration to consequences. Do you all see yourselves in this yes. discussion? Yes, everyone, every bit of it. Oprah, really? when I was in the uh, hotel room this morning, five o'clock, taking a nice bath, and it felt so good and so warm, <laughs> I immediately jumped out, and I, I don't allow myself to even enjoy anything. I don't know why. Not even a nice warm bath? Mm -mm. I said to myself, <laughs> 
know, I was, I was, I was feeling too good. I was like outside my body, talking to myself, saying, I was saying, well, you know, this feels so good, it's so comfortable, you know, and it's a big tub. And I said, well, it's time to get out of this. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable enjoying myself. It's, it's eerie, it's strange, I don't. What am I saying, Jen? <laughs> what is she saying, Jen? Well, I think part of what she's saying is she's not worth it. Yeah. No self-worth. Yeah. Uh, that's clearly what she's saying. Um, not even a nice warm bath. Uh, and, and another part of, I mean, it's not like you're spending a lot of money and, you know, you're not paying for the hotel and, you know, so... I realize You know that. what I'm saying? So I you, could feel, you could feel good about that. But, but it's real, Oprah. Yeah. That, that is just a for instance. It's uh -huh. like, you know, I would encourage my children and my grandchildren to enjoy themselves and, and to be good to themselves. And But I, I realized from experience that if, if I could... Uh, do it that they'd probably enjoy it but but if i tell them you know go enjoy a hot bath you know no I, no yes and this comes as a result of what not feeling that you're worthy i understand the, the 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 characteristic of being loyal to people in the face of when you obviously see that you shouldn't be because that's what you do to your parents or for your parents all those years you support them and support them and defend them and, and defend them to yourself in, in in ways that you don't even know that you're doing am i right yeah and you need to because that's what you have. Yeah. That's what you have, and that's uh, all that you understand, and that's what you're told. How do you break the cycle, though? Because Vicky sees herself repeated in her mother and her daughter repeating what she did. How does the cycle end? The first step is to decide that you really want to. Not that you want to want to, <laughs> but that you want to. Yeah, and there's a big difference. Yeah. And then, you, then there are steps that you can take. There's a lot of help out there now that there wasn't 10, That's 15 right. years ago. Mm -hmm. right. It's very, very exciting. This is one field where great strides have been made and where there's great awareness and a lot more social consciousness. Isn't so the biggest problem denial? Because, Monkey, <coughs> do you consider yourself an alcoholic or a person who no, just... No, but um, my daughter does and Lori does. Say that you are. Yeah. Uh, and, and you say see, I say I'm not, but that's the first thing. Like when Mom started going to her... Her meetings that it took her all those years to say, "Hey, I have a problem mm -hmm. with drinking." But you don't think you have a problem? Not really, no. 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 You know I me. Mean? I, I don't. I sit down and have a couple beers at night in my home. If we have people over barbecuing and partying and all that, I drink beer. But I mean, it does not interfere with my job. Well, uh, your personality changes. changes. See, that's one thing that really scares me. Yeah, is my personality. Your personality Usually, changes. I'm nice and sweet. And when I get really over the edge, I turn into a monster. Mm -hmm. I'll take on the world. Come on, you know. Really? <laughs> yeah, a, come on. A couple of beers, you'll take on the world? No, it takes about 12-pack or more. <laughs> depends on, you know. It just depends sometimes. Uh-huh. Lori, do you think she is an alcoholic? Does she have a drinking problem? Well, I see her somewhat on a weekly basis, and absolutely. I, I've seen her too many times come to my home, and she's drinking. She has a beer in her hand. For me, I'm a non-drinker. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, at this point, I would have to suspect that she is. Daily, she drinks. Is that an alcoholic? But, but there, I'm not sure. But yeah. there again, too, Oprah, it's that <coughs> she's got three children, and her husband also has, you know, problems. A, you know, problems. So therefore, there's the problem thing again. It, I have a problem, therefore I need a drink. 
See? Yeah. So, so somewhere along the line, that problem is going to get forgetting. You know, we're going to forget that problem because we've created another one now, which yeah. is drinking. I'm yeah. always saying to her, it's the repetition, it's the habit, it's the constantly yeah. getting the bottle and, and drinking it. I can you not put the... Um, she doesn't drink a bottle. She well, drinks out of a can. Okay. <laughs> okay. There are relative, relatively easy ways of finding It's out. very interesting, the distinction. Yeah. Not a bottle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. She may have more of a not drinking problem than a drinking problem. You, if you, you don't mean? have a problem with alcohol, why don't you just make a decision not that you're not going to drink for a while? No. Yeah. No, no, no. Very oh, good. We very didn't good. say beer. Very good. Okay? <laughs> if it's not an issue for you. Yeah. I mean, if, if I said to you, uh, don't have a lima bean for the next couple of months, mm -hmm. I bet we wouldn't even have a further discussion. <laughs> right? <laughs> so if I were to say to you, well, let's not have beer or let's not yeah. have anything with alcohol in it for a couple of months, see if it's a problem for you. Yeah. See if you question it. See if you find a reason to make it okay just this time. Just to have, yeah. a, just to have yeah. a couple of beers. Yeah. Yeah. That should give you a clue as to whether or not it's a problem for you. Okay. Dayton, it definitely is not a problem for you, or is it? No, it's not. Definitely not. No, I just drink when I bowl on Friday nights. That's basically about it. Mm -hmm. How does it affect you when, when you hear about how your brothers are? Oh, it affects me knowing that my brothers drink a lot more than I do. Mm -hmm. uh, wish they was here. <laughs> but um, oh, I, don't, I don't feel I have an alcoholic problem at all. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I ain't gonna let it, I won't because I got three kids and I ain't gonna let it affect me or my kids. Well, what about when they grow up and your children are no longer with you? Yeah. What he said is he's not gonna let it affect him. Yeah. I find that interesting because I, I find that I view it the same way. It's almost like I have free choice. I don't want to drink and I don't have the compulsion to drink. I have absolutely no compulsion but to drink. But you have other compulsions. I have other compulsions and I, I guess it's um, in other areas, <laughs> shopping, but I'll take shopping yeah. over drinking any day. <laughs> I'm here with my brother. He's an alcoholic. As a matter of fact, he's reeking right now. Reeking? Reeking. With, it's coming out of his pores. He just got out of intensive care. In December 88, I lost my great-grandfather. Okay, in 84, I lost my other grandfather to alcohol. In 77, I lost my father. There's but one three-year-old child who has not been exposed to this. I'm only here for 10 days. He has to know that I love him. He has to know that I care. And you have to try. You can't let the death in our family slide you backwards. That's not what family's about. We're forward. So if you, if you want your brother to get better, but I don't know. I can't come back to another funeral. Mm -hmm. I only have one brother. I only have one brother. And uh, I've got to leave here knowing I try to do something. And right now I'm in the process of getting ready to move back so that I can help hopefully do more for him. I don't know. What can a family member do? You've already had a couple drinks, huh? Well, that's okay. You don't have to speak if you don't want to, really. I understand. Yeah. So you've had a couple drinks already? Not this morning, no. Last, Last night, night, yes. Left over 1 a.m. <laughs> so what can you do? If a brother doesn't want to help himself, what, do you want to help yourself? I've been uh, in, in the units. Can you stand up? My name is Keith, and I'm an alcoholic, first off. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been in the hospital three, maybe four times. And, uh, For alcoholism? Yes. I, I just recently had a seizure from it. It's hard to kick, but you got like, like the lady said, you have to want it. I just lost a cousin last week to alcoholism, 34 years old. Family off of it. 
so I can see the trend going through the family. I have been a caretaker. I have been um, a people pleaser. I have been a codependent. I've been everything. And I still don't see the answer. I try hard, but I, I have no excuse. So what are you going to do? Because I try hard to do everything. I've gone to, I've gone to meetings. I've gone to uh, units. I've listened. I've tried to learn. It doesn't work. I always seem to be wanting one thing and want another. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm in a confused state of mind. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I want. I want. I always give. You know, and I want to receive also, but I seem can't get neither one of them. Mm -hmm. I have lost my family recently. About uh, three, four months, I lost my wife, and my uh, kids. Meaning they left you? Due to, yes, due to due to alcoholism, and uh, it hurts. It really does hurt. But you're still what drinking. I'm doing is going out try to hide the hurt. I go out to drink because I I want to hide the hurt. Then I when I feel that things are right, then I. Call it as a reward. Excuses and lies. Excuses. Excuses and lies. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Talking about when alcoholism affects the entire family. Janet? I think it's just as important to recognize that that lady, mental health, is just as important as her brothers. And that's what she has lost sight of. He really talks the talk, but it doesn't sound like he's willing to walk the walk. Mm -hmm. And she needs to concern herself and care for herself and her three-year-old son. That's the way she's going. Well, you have to make those kinds of decisions, but you need to focus in on what is going to be best for you. Mm -hmm. And then he will do what he does. We have found in working with alcoholics that the opposite of the usual rules apply. If he had another kind of illness, the idea would be to come close and be there and hold his head. This time, we let him feel what it's like to wake up in his own vomit. That's a hard thing to do. That's yes. a hard thing to do. Absolutely, but absolutely. None of this is easy, but it's the only way to de defeat the disease. So then do you, de because I think for a lot of family members, you feel like you are deserting that person. You are, you are deserting that person and leaving them to their and own. And you suffer guilt as a result. And you suffer guilt as a result. You're not deserting that person if, alcohol is an anesthetic. So you must feel the pain through the anesthetic in order to really be serious about getting help. And I think that's the mistake that we make when we enable. 
We don't allow them to really feel the full consequences of their actions. And they need to do that in order to make the kinds of change they need to make. Yes. I was just bringing up the point. I've got it on affecting both sides of my family. My husband has a brother, and he's a wonderful person. Uh, you know, the, the classic do anything for you, but he's had a bout with alcohol since he's a young teenager. I'm, I'm in the same boat. What do you do? At what point do you say, I've given you money, I've taken you here, I've done this for you, I've taken you to rehabilitation place. What point, I mean, you feel responsible for them. When he fails, you fail. My husband's sister, she feels like everything that he does falls back on her. It's all her fault. I didn't do enough. Maybe if I'd have done this, she put her marriage in jeopardy over this. Have you been to Al-Anon? <laughs> I haven't personally. It hasn't. Okay. I think it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful program for family members, which help them to detach from it and take a good hard look at it so that they can make the decisions. That's a good question though. When do you know you've done enough? When do you know that you've done enough? Because there's always, maybe I could have, maybe I should have, maybe I can, yeah. you know? There's always, even after you, I mean, there are families who've gone bankrupt and still saying, maybe we could have, maybe well, we Well, that may be the point in which you need to go for professional help. So a professional can say to you, this is about the limit of what you can do that is going to be constructive. Because we do know those answers now. It's not quite as, uh, as it used to be. We know how much is helpful and is not helpful. We know how to get alcoholics into treatment. We yeah. know how to help families. Yes. I'm an adult child of an alcoholic father who's been drinking for almost 40 years. And I've just started going to ACOA program. Mm -hmm. And I'm what you call the hero child. And I you know, want to keep the family together, and I want my dad to stop. But he's still denying it after 40 years. He admits he has no problem at all, and that he's a man, and he could stop drinking anytime he wants. And we would get in huge fights. I'm like, okay, if you're a man, stop now. But I can't. And he says, but I like to drink. Right. I, I, can't, I found out that I cannot make him stop, but I need to get help for myself because he could drive me to drink, and I want to break the cycle because when I get married, I don't want to go through that same thing, but... Isn't there a lot of anger involved here? Yes, well, I was just thinking <coughs> a lot about of what anger. you said. When we were growing up as teenage girls and helping, you know, with the family and everything, we didn't have this. I mean, there, there was nobody you could really talk to. What he did, though, tell your best friend, you know, look, my mother's drunk today, what the hell do I do? You know, mm -hmm. who's going to bring food in the house or whatever? I mean, we didn't have somebody to go talk to. We, well, you think that's bad? I was brought up in the 50s. <laughs> yes, it worked. You know, yeah. I didn't know but what yeah, See, you're lucky because you have this. Yeah. And my children, my daughter goes to Alateen with my husband. Yeah. But so. I've, I've seen your daughter, my granddaughter, dealing with, with you drinking, mm -hmm. and it's not easy for her, no, even though she has access to crisis hotline and, mm -hmm. and uh, self-help programs, counselors at school. Yeah. It's a day She's day suffering with you. That mm -hmm. When you're living with an alcoholic. One thing that I've noticed living with an alcoholic is that... Because your husband's alcoholic? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, he comes in, he's drunk, and he's, um, he's angry, and he's going to take all his anger out on me or the children. Of course, he, I don't allow him to take the anger out on, his, on my children. <clears throat> but here he's consumed with this anger, and he gets it all out, and I might be huddled on the corner somewhere if he's extremely angry. And then what happens, Oprah, is that... Uh, he's done, he's on the floor, he's out, and there I am yeah. with all this rage from what I've just been put through, that he has put me through, <clears throat> and what do I do? He wakes up the next morning, hi honey, how are you? And I feel like saying, I'll tell you how I feel, I'll tell you how I am. And then therein you have to go through that day feeling. Interesting that, that you married an alcoholic. Very interesting. I would just like to make a comment to you, Oprah. I love you, and my family does too. 
and I love this show, but I'm in a um, situation now with a loved one that's in denial right now, and he forgets. He blamed me or the children for everything. I've tried to um, have him to come to Al-Anon with me. He doesn't want to participate in that, and I'm, I'm wondering what can I do to try to get help for him. That's the classic question that we always hear from family members. What about you? You are just as important as he is. If you get strong enough so that you're not asking this question, he will start to revolve around you and be concerned about what's going on in his life. Right now, when you say, what can I do for him, he's in control. The disease is in control. And this is a terrible, terrible, powerful disease. So that has to be your first step. And so not all the family members out there who are saying, what can I do for my brother, my mother, my There's father, my sister? There's lots you can do, but you have to get yourself centered first. Once you're not worrying about them, once you're taking care of themselves, there's lots you can do for them. But until you reach that point, it won't work. And this young lady before, she has a fantasy that the day her father stops drinking, he will be this fantasy father she has wanted her whole life. And that can't happen either. My kids were closer and more attentive to me when I was drinking. <laughs> I don't understand it. And also what she was saying. Why? Because they were felt quiet. Why? I'll let you answer that question. I think we're closer now that, you know. I saw well, more of them. I, they well, were. When she was drinking in, in the family, drinking, when you have drinking parents, it's very stimulating for children somewhat. Because you feel like you are the adult. <clears throat> well, I can remember on Christmas days, a lot of times, the Christmas tree fell over from the fighting. I mean, that's stimulating, the arguing with the both parents, the interaction is, oh, what a, you know, it gets your attention, you're, you're focused in on it. Otherwise, you might be, you know, doing other things outside, but when there's a fight and there's drinking, it, it draws attention. And, and with my mother who Weren't did, you afraid, though, as a child? You, you got very hard to a lot of things yeah. when you were growing up. Well, it was up. very frightening as a child when Mama would get drunk and Daddy would go after her like what she saw as that a child. Was frightening. Mm -hmm. that I was saw that, and I was too young, too little to do anything. And I can remember taking brooms, whatever, and hitting my dad, you know, on the back. Stop hitting Mama. There were you know. there were many times that things were out of control, very much out of control. She was out of control. My dad reacted to that a lot of times with her being out of control. Everyone was out of control. You could either sit in the background and laugh which you did sometimes, to be quite honest, you did sometimes. Or you could get a very, you could have an emotional impact on you at that time, well, and you could be consumed with it and go with it. I think you can't, you can't walk away <coughs> because you worry about what's going on There's as you walk away. There's a instinct to protect your mother. Yes. You know. Don't you think that no one can get help until they desire it themselves? Mm -hmm. I think That's you right. can get help. Right. I know. And, the case of my son. We can help tried, people desire it themselves, though. He tried to commit suicide three times before he got help. He's been out of rehabilitation now since October, I think. He's doing great. I am so proud of him. Is this a whole family here? Well, this is two of my four daughters, and I also have two sons. Mm -hmm. And then my, my youngest son is 24 today, yeah. and he's following in the same footsteps. He's with me for a year and a half. And finally, with my sister, Michaela, we went to a program, and I finally said for myself, this is it. He has to leave my home for the betterment of my Good family. And mm -hmm. I think he's, we saw him the other day, and he really seemed happy and maybe. We're getting better. Maybe. Mm -hmm. The younger one. Mm -hmm. Well, the older one. We are so proud of him, though. He is really working, and he's, he looks so good, and, you know, mm -hmm. he has come a long ways from suicide. Mm -hmm. 
and very had a drink for four three and a half years. I'm a recovering alcoholic, just about a year now. And um, my mother's an alcoholic. And, <clears throat> excuse me. She, uh, when she, when I was drinking, it uh, didn't bother me at all. But now that uh, I'm recovering, I try like heck to uh, get her to stop. But it, uh, I guess sometimes she doesn't hear me right. And uh, it just really bothers me. And, uh, well, when you were drinking and people tried to get you to stop? Yeah. I, no, it didn't work at all. You're right. <laughs> and uh, my father's also a recovering alcoholic. And uh, it's just, you know, I uh, tried intervention, went to a hospital and talked to a uh, lady. She said, well, bring your mom down. Uh, I told my mom about it. My mom just had uh, breast cancer. And uh, she can't see the signs, and it's just... The, the, the denial is just so big and thick, it's unbelievable. So I think you said something <clears throat> earlier, Janet, when we were talking to this family here, that you have to get yourself ready. Thank you very much. You have to get yourself ready, but you can help the other person get ready? Absolutely, absolutely. One of the things that he was talking about, we can do intervention sometimes, and quite often the intervention works. We can also stop enabling. The energy spent in covering up for the alcoholic, not... Uh, telling the boss that he or she is sick, uh, lending them money when they're broke, cleaning up their mess, arguing with them to give them an excuse to go out and drink. All of this makes the alcoholism grow stronger and take longer for people to get into help. So we have to take all of that away so that the option is real clear that what they're doing is not working. You see, alcohol, as these folks talked about, quite often serves a purpose. It numbs you out. You don't have to deal with what it is you don't want to have to deal with. And if family members and people who care don't give them any other route but to have to face it, we can certainly do what we call raise their bottom. Otherwise, uh, a lot of folks die that may not have to die. Mm -hmm. And die very young, too, as I mentioned. My cousin, 34, liver, blowed up like absolutely, I mean, unbelievable. Absolutely. And they fall victim to it themselves. We really are not doing them a service because we're talking about a disease here. You say what? I wanted to ask a question. My brother is an alcoholic. But when he goes two weeks with being sober and then he drinks for two weeks, he thinks that all you should do is praise him for the two weeks that he was sober and accept the two weeks that he was drunk. So let's say he was sober three days out of a week. Are you still supposed to praise him for that or what? It, his sobriety does not depend on whether or not you praise him. His, his, he lives on that. That's all he wants from us is, is to praise him about all the good things he does, but never tell him about the bad things that he does ever. Well, you need to be real with him and not play into his fantasies. Right. He doesn't deserve a medal because he's not drunk. Janet's book is entitled Adult Children of Alcoholics. Thank you, family. Thank you, Janet. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.